0: Welcome to LocalJobNetwork.com Radio. Your attention is directed to Mining Your P's and Q's, a show that studies the sensitive and sometimes treacherous subject of business etiquette. I'm your host, Tim Yuma. The focus of this particular show is networking, looking to give you some key advice and helpful tips to successfully connect with people that could aid in your career. Joining us from California today is John Kubara, Executive VP and COO for the California Community Foundation, John has given hundreds of presentations and workshops for all sorts of organizations as well, often focusing on this topic of networking and connecting with people. So we're definitely glad to have him speak with us. John, thanks for coming on today.
1: Thank you for having me, Tim. Yeah,
0: you know, First and foremost, and we chatted a little bit before the show, if you could give us an idea of your experience in the, the world of employment, particularly on this topic, and maybe a, a touch briefly on what you're doing right now as well.
1: Well, I've been fortunate to have a number of great positions, including the one I have with the California Community Foundation, which is a 98-year-old foundation, one of the oldest in the country that helps people develop their own philanthropy. We actually manage 1,700 foundations for individuals and organizations. But what's happened to me over the last 35 years or so is I've learned that the relationships, the connections we make mm. uh, are the most critical thing to help advance a career. Obviously you got to know what you're doing. you have to have uh, competencies and the ability to perform on the job and that's sort of a very baseline skill. but the ability to have relationships at, at your current place of employment and certainly externally through your network is probably the most critical asset uh, in terms of making job changes and finding um, your career.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. And that's why we feel this is a big subject that we often touch on. You know, many people hear that word and use networking in terms of your experience and kind of your expertise, though, what what is your real-world definition of networking?
1: Yeah, I mean, the N-word, as I say is sometimes, um, <laughs> is uh, is often maligned because, uh, you know, it means something about schmoozing or something sleazy or some mm. using other people or this process. And I've, I've continued to use the word networking because I think it's really critical for people to understand it is about connections. It is about making connections that are mutually beneficial. So the way I, I talk about networking is really about relationship development. It's about helping each other. It's about it's about the process of creating a mutually beneficial community around yourself. So you're going to help them and they're going to help you. And really what I think I like to talk about networking, not as sort of an emergency procedure, because Mm. some people talk to me and say, hey, I got to network. And it doesn't work that way. It's about these relationships that you have at work that you're going to use as references later, the uh, colleagues that you have. And clearly when you start to think about making a change or if you have made a change or somebody made a change for you, you have to go back to these people and say, "Okay, here's what I'm thinking and get advice and counsel and start to connect with other people. To think about what the next step is for you. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, and that idea of connecting, it, it's a little more interesting, I'd say nowadays, than especially 20, 30 years ago, in that technology and the internet and all that has played a, a role. In terms of that networking and, and connecting with others, what are the positives and negatives? Because I think I can see it both ways of how it's helped in a lot of ways, but it could also have hurt people in, you know, with that face-to-face sort of interaction. What's your take on that?
1: Let's just say this, though, that um, people start thinking about new connections first before they talk about their existing connections. Mm. The most powerful thing that people have is who they already know that they don't know. Right. People always think they need to add people and everybody knows hundreds of people. I don't mean Facebook friends. I mean <laughs> people that you actually know and people that you care about. But you really don't know them. You don't know their backgrounds, you don't know how powerful they are. They you don't know their connections, who they know. And so technology has certainly changed things. I mean social media uh, and people should be connected to those things and probably are. But obviously, Facebook friends and the quantity of Facebook friends or uh, those kinds of things are fairly superficial or can be superficial. Mm. Obviously, LinkedIn, I think, is very powerful if it's used very well. But at the end of the day, it's it's really about what I call a lifestyle of making these connections. It's It's connecting with people, learning who they are, and trying to understand who they are. Not just because you need them, because they need you, too. The other thing I would just say is through technology, without technology, face-to-face, online, referrals, introductions Hmm. are the most powerful form of networking. In other words, if somebody could say, hey, John, you should meet this person, and they introduce you at a party online, if they refer you to a job and they write a letter to the people and say, this person is great for you, or I was referred by this person – It's a much easier process for networking than you just doing it all by yourself and saying, you know what, I'm just going to go in there and meet people. Nobody likes that. Nobody is comfortable in that situation. Nobody. I don't care if somebody (laughs) says they do, they're lying. So the notion of being introduced, whether it's online or face-to-face, again, at an event, at a reception, or, or referred to a job, it's it's extremely powerful. Mm
0: -hmm. I want to touch on this a little bit just because you you did bring it up and you know looking at Facebook for example you have all these friends quote-unquote or you have these connections what's kind of your thought process in terms of using specifically I'm looking at Facebook because you have essentially so many people at your fingertips is it tacky to just throw something out there about hey have these skills looking for a job or like what would be the proper etiquette if you're using some sort of social media in that regard
1: well again you know I, I i've been in the marketing business for a long time and everybody wants social media to be the cure-all and panacea of all things mm-hmm. but what's your message who are you mm. what's your, your differentiating factors like any product or service what's your story where are you going what do you want i mean <laughs> uh you know I, I meet people and i you know tim and i go to Universities, and I, I help corporations, and a lot of different people. But I, I talk to whether twenty years old or fifty years old, and I say, "Okay, what? Tell me your story." And, and this is a confounding question for people, sure, because they know what their job is and they know what job they want to have, but their story is uh, so. In other words, they don't know where they're going. And people say really funny things um, that sound funny when we talk about like this, but they say, "You know, I'm a people person. I like people." And I said, okay, great. That's really nice. I mean, wonderful. You know, you're on earth and we're going to be with people. So now what are you going to do? You know, you're going to tell me next you want to do something you believe in? Because that doesn't help you either. Mm. And you want to do something, you know, money isn't everything. And and I don't want to be stuck in my cube. I mean, these are the things that people just say over and over and over to themselves. And they don't articulate what they're looking for. So the connection on Facebook, first of all, I think just throwing something out there to the world, is like any bad mass marketing, unless it's targeted, unless it has a message, unless it has an edge to it it's not very meaningful. I don't mean you know the answers to everything. But when people say, look, what I want to do is work for a nonprofit. And I say, which one? It doesn't matter. It does matter. Hmm. It does matter what the organizations do. And if you care about a particular thing, then you would know what the top five nonprofits that do that thing that you're curious about. Not necessarily that you're passionate about yet. But people have to develop their stories. And and so where is the story leading? So when you're having the conversation face-to-face or even online, when you're writing a letter, when you're doing an email, why am I asking you for this thing? You know, do you know any good jobs out there? That is like the nobody's going to respond to you on that, right? right? Yeah. It, I had a guy the other day wrote me an email says, he "Hey John, if you hear any good opportunities in LA, let me know." And I went, <laughs> "What? Is that I don't know what that means, you know. So, I don't mean be so specific that you're going to miss other opportunities, uh, but you have to start, you know, my preferences are this. My what I really care about are these things. Mm-hmm. And again, people struggle So what happens with networking, I'll I'll just conclude the answer to your question with this. What happens in networking in the conversations of life with other people is you start to develop a better understanding of your own story. Because as you articulate things, things fall out of your, from your brain and through your mouth that don't exactly sound right. But then you start getting into a rhythm about what's really true to you. And that helps you focus more than anything else because people keep asking you, what do you want to do? And you say dumb things, not things that really reflect the true you. So then since
0: you were kind of on that subject, what what would be your advice to somebody who's essentially, it sounds like you should have a game plan going in. So you're not spewing these stupid ideas out, as you kind of say, how do you focus that your thoughts on what exactly it is you are your story, what you're looking for? Because as you said, throwing out these generic terms or or mentioning, you know, hey, if you got a job opening, let me know sometimes that's not going to really be effective. So where do you start? How do you develop that? And I know it's it's kind of a general question, but I, I imagine there are some tips, some ways to go about that.
1: I think you have to begin by writing it down for yourself. You have to start writing things down because it's, you know, you put them into the hard drive upstairs and I'm just telling you, they float around and you feel really confident. But then when you say things, you don't have any confidence. So you have to write, begin writing these things down things that you're curious about, things that you're passionate about, preferred employers, things you've never told anybody about. Hmm. You just have to start writing these things down. So you start looking at the constellation of your interests and you start drawing circles. Hey, you know what? It would you really cool if I did this and this and this? Cause I'm good at that. Or I like doing that. But if you can't start to articulate those preferences, in other words, what is your wish? Not just sort of a dream and I want to win the lottery, but I, I'm, interested in these areas and then people can connect to those things or at least do informational interviews obviously if you're you're unemployed you just got laid off you have to get a job by next tuesday there's a different strategy Mm -hmm. than being more thoughtful and introspective but ultimately you have to get to this point of saying what where am i going i'm 25 years old i'm 45 years old you know what do i want to do when i grow up and so writing it down and then talking to other people, this is where mentoring comes in. Because I think ne- networking has to be paired with mentoring. Sure. So if there are people that will really tell you the truth, I don't mean older, wiser people. I don't mean some guru. I mean somebody that tells you the truth. I don't mean people that encourage you. Because encouragement, frankly, is very irritating. You know, you're going to be great and you have yeah, potential. That's kind of silly. What you need is somebody say, look, John, I've heard this story from you three or four times. Are you, are you going to go to graduate school or not? Are you really going to pursue this thing about starting your own business? Because I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> you need somebody to hold up a mirror to you when mm-hmm. you keep articulating these things. Not in a negative way, but in a tough love way. Right. And that those two things. So then you go to informational interviews. You say, hey, I'm interested in this subject," And you say, hey, to my Facebook friends, I'm really interested in meeting somebody in this industry. People will respond to you. Right. Unemployment is just like, you know, it gives you a little taint, Right. And unfortunately, if you got to get a job next Wednesday or Tuesday, that's a different strategy. But starting to articulate and understand and research and develop your own sense of who you are and what you want is the best way for you to help yourself.
0: You know, with all this, I've talked to people that you know maybe they are unemployed or they're just in a, a work setting that they – pretty much go about their business. They do their work, they head home, that kind of thing. And they say, you know, I don't really have a network. I don't rub elbows with important people or with the right people. What would your response be to that in terms of what their network really is and that it does exist?
1: Well, this must be an alien drop from another planet then because they obviously have a family. They obviously have some friends. They obviously work somewhere or they had worked somewhere. They went to school, they, they have connections, but they underestimate the power of those connections. One of the things I teach in my workshops is that you really have to look in a 360. Don't look up. Everybody wants to meet important people, mm-hmm. important and influential people. I'm telling you the network is much more powerful below that level, and it's much more accessible. People have great power and authority and influence, and they know people that have that power and influence and authority that you don't know. And again, I go back to the existing network. I think everybody wants to add to their Rolodex, to their Facebook friends, and to their contact list. But really, it's about mining who you know. And one of the challenges for people is, hey, I didn't talk to that person for three years. I didn't send him a Christmas card. I feel embarrassed. Right. Get over your embarrassment. <laughs> pick up the phone. Type the email and say, hey, it's been really – I'm busy. I'm sorry. I, I feel bad, but I really want to talk to you about life and liberty and my pursuit of happiness. And if you have time, I'd love to buy you a cup of coffee. People love it when you reconnect your existing network. And in those moments, you find out something about your good friend who you lost contact with. So there's one benefit right off the bat. And then two, you start articulating either awkwardly or not awkwardly where you're going. And then that person has ideas and then you find out what he or she is doing. And ultimately you feel better because you've, you've done something not only for yourself, but for somebody else. That is the power of networking. It's it's again, it's a lifestyle. It's not a procedure. It's not a technique, because that's where I think people have a disconnect with networking.
0: And I think you're exactly right, and I like that you brought up the, uh, the get over it kind of thing, because I've talked in other aspects of employment where that that ends up being the the philosophy, so to speak, is look, it has to be done, or you have to reach out, because a lot of people are embarrassed, especially like you said, they haven't been in contact with somebody for a long time, and now. You know, they feel like they're just reaching out to them, using them. As you kind of mentioned that earlier, people have that thought. How do you then teach or encourage people to have that confidence in their communication skills? I think a lot of people just feel like, well, I don't really know how to approach this. I don't know what to say. What are some maybe useful communication tips that you would give them?
1: It's like everything, um, you know, public speaking is the most feared, you know, skill in the world. And and why is that? It's because people don't want to do it. And why is that? It's because people never try it. And then, you know, you have to, the only way you're going to learn is to fail. Mm. That's the only way you can learn. And if you say, well, I don't want to learn. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's, that's a different world that you're in. Uh, you're, you're going to have a really challenging time in, in the world that we live in. So, um, as Tom Peters said many years ago, you got to have fast failures. You got to, if you want to communicate, you can start communicating more and kind of screw up a little bit and, and, and refine it and polish it. But it's, it, you know, it's practice. I know people don't want to hear this, but it's really just pushing yourself to take either micro steps or giant leaps with your chances and your sort of your sense of courage about what it takes. So you don't like meeting people. It's really challenging. Nobody does. You go to an event, an event that you're a member of. So it's not a, some party you're crashing. Right. And one of the things I, I, I tell people is, you know, networking is a contact sport, but it's a team sport. You go with somebody else. Hmm. Who do they know that you don't know? Again, introductions, most powerful form of networking. Get them to introduce you to people. Then you introduce them to people. And then life's better than you sitting by the hors d'oeuvres <laughs> waiting for some magical moment of eye contact. So you got to push yourself out, whatever the comfort zone is for you. You got to get, you know, you traipse yourself out of there, tiptoe out, or again, take a flying broad jump out of there and push yourself and screw up a little bit. And there's as, as a, a great anonymous quote is, says, you know, you have to stumble before you fall, <laughs> you know? so you you, uh, you got to stumble a little bit, you know, and you can you could prevent a fall by doing that.
0: And one of these areas that um, one of my colleagues always brings up is the, this idea of an elevator speech. You know, this little promotion of yourself, that sort of thing. Do you find that effective in in certain situations? Or is that on that idea of it's not effective, because it's like saying, you know, I'm looking for this job, that sort of thing? Or I guess kind of what's your overall thought on on the idea of an elevator
1: speech? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's some urban legends about elevator speeches, you know, between the fifth and the 17th floor, you know, he sold the company for a billion Mm -hmm. dollars. There are if you're in sales, if you really are pitching a startup idea, I mean, you really need to know you're a product person. You really need to know in a very short period of time concisely what you're talking about and why it's different than other things and get people's attention. But it also can be very robotic and memorized and seem mm. not sincere, too, if you start to get into my you know, 27-second elevator pitch. What I try to teach people is this thing called the bit. It's the brief introductory talk, B-I-T. And, and what I say is, what do you say when you meet somebody? And people go into autopilot and they are robotic, they don't even know what they're saying. They say stuff from work. They say stuff they, they don't want. You know, they say, what do you do? I work for a radio station. Oh, that's nice. That's it. There's no entree. There's no invitation to have more conversation. You just basically shut down the conversation because you think everybody's going to play 20 questions with you. Sure. So the way you introduce yourself has to be you know, semi-inviting, semi-enthusiastic. It has to be accompanied by a smile. It's amazing how many people you meet who don't smile. They'd say, nice to meet you. And they have a frown like they had Botox. <laughs> and it has to be accompanied with a handshake that's hopefully, you know, alive. You know, it has to have body language that shows, hey, I'm interested in being here. I mean, there's some basic things about how you introduce them. I can't tell you how many people. I mean, I actually teach people how to give out their cards. And I'm talking about executives. You know, I I tell you all these companies I've been with, but how to shake hands and give your card out. It's something that's a lost part of the process. People don't look at you. They don't even look at the card. So this introduction, if if you go into autopilot and you say, I do this, and and you're not in the context of where you are, like you're on a plane, you're at your kid's school, you're in a church. Mm. Remember, you don't say I'm executive vice president of the California Community Foundation. That's irrelevant. I've been coming to this church for twelve years. How long you've been coming? That's the intro, right? What? What? Great is your kid? Not you know who I am and how important I am. You know, it's it's I teach this thing where you can't show up and throw up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you show up and throw up, it's nobody cares how big your ego is or how important you are or what your card title is. You got to be in the context, and this is not a trick. It's not a gimmick. Right. It's just being in the present and people get all confused and i can tell you i meet super executives amazingly famous people people that just graduate from college and they don't know how to introduce themselves
0: and i guess along those lines a little bit you know you, you talk about all these things and you know the the show up and throw up at, nobody's in a care and this idea of networking obviously is as much about building relationships as anything else. So what are those factors that you can use or, or that play a role in creating actual bonds with people?
1: Well, what happens is, uh, and this is something that is is—it's not intuitive, it's counterintuitive for some people. Mm. You develop your own, you're, you're in the moment, you you introduce yourself, you, you're semi-pleasant in that moment, because again, if you're not, it's just, it's deadly. Um, then you actually let, you do what you're doing, Tim. You, you interview the other person. You let the other person lead. Hmm. If you want to just tell your story and what you need and who you are and why you're great, I mean, I'm telling you, no, you don't even like conversations like that. I'm not talking about you, Tim. I'm talking about the world doesn't right. like conversations like that. So you you interview the other person. Why are you here? What brought you here? What are you doing? Tell me. You, you have kids? How many kids? You, you let them go. And here's the thing, like I meet people you know, who want to do philanthropy, and they say, uh, what do you want to do? I say to them, and they say, education, John. Isn't that the most important thing? And I said, it is a very important thing, but what do you mean by education? Hmm. Tell me more about what you think when you say education. Because education is like the Milky Way, right? The person didn't say anything to me. Are you talking about preschool, prenatal, or are you talking about higher ed? What do you, and everything in between. Right. So then I said, tell me more about education. If you say the words, tell me more about something someone said, First of all, sit back, because they're going to tell you. And it's interesting. And it connects you with them. And then you start to see, oh, I just met this person, and they're from the same town I was born in. And their father, you know, I mean, all these things start to emerge that are are very real. And so if you start getting into, like, well, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do that, and it's scripted, it comes out scripted. But once you let the other person lead, and you start to understand and they love that conversation by the way with you and they have a very good impression of you right then you see that where that relationship could go or and I'm telling you this is something you would do with your existing network because most people don't even know the people they know so they have to start over with them. Like, you know, I don't, I never even knew where you, where your parents from? Where are you, you know, where, what were they doing? And what were you doing? And where did where'd you go to school again? Because we never talked about this stuff. Hmm. And all kinds of amazing things emerge out of those conversations. The person you just met five seconds ago and a person you've known for 20 years.
0: You know, you, t- you touched on this a little bit earlier. Obviously, that's tremendous to be able to get into all those conversations. But you did touch on maybe you're in a situation where you're currently unemployed, which is unfortunately a factor for a lot of people. And you need to get that job by next week. How is it different in terms of trying to use a network or how aggressive you are, how in the moment as opposed to building these relationships? And I understand that the idea is you already had a network that you've been cultivating and working with, but you know there's that air of desperation because you need to get employed somewhere. So how does that change things a little bit?
1: It's a very different gear and, and the kind of networking we're talking about, and anybody listening right now is gonna find this a little bit irritating because, you know, they don't have as much time. So we could talk about what happened before that time because you knew you were gonna make a transition. Mm. So I'm not trying to make people feel bad and you weren't prepared, you don't have a parachute. So you didn't do that. Now the next time, you better have a parachute because I'm telling you these transitions, you know, you wanna have make, make it all your choices but it's not necessarily your choice. So without bashing people that way is really go back to your question and say, look, networking in the way we're talking about is a very is, is has to be set aside and you have to get into a mode what people don't do and i and i counsel people that are unemployed it is a full time job and people say no i'm doing it full time you're not mm-hmm. people are not dedicating themselves to this full time because they're playing it like a video game they go online they throw a bunch of resumes out there and that's it they aren't reconnecting to people and say do you know somebody at this job right. at this yeah. employer i don't care who it is it could be the, a vendor to that employer. You need to get a 411 on these places that you're throwing resumes to. Because if you could get a referral in, if you can get an information interview at that place of employment where you've already targeted, then you can soften the ground and you can get information. Because if they do call you for an interview, which unfortunately is not very frequently, you're ready for a different kind of interview versus you just get all gussied up and then you go there and say, what do you got for me? You know what's happening at the employer. You know what's going on in the context of that work, and you can connect to that, and your your interview is a thousand times better. Plus, somebody could, if you know somebody, I just uh, a friend of a friend said, hey, just did this random thing, did an email to a bunch of buddies and said, hey, does anybody know anybody at this particular finance company? And it ended up one of my best friends knew somebody for this guy. And he said, he's in a different department, but let me call him. It ends up the guy was a senior vice president. <laughs> the senior vice president called the, the hiring department head about a guy's friend <laughs> that he never met. All right. And we know that that didn't hurt. We didn't know if it was that he, like he got hired. Um, but it, we do not know if that hurt. But this notion of you're in this focus. Okay, I'm, I'm applying for 37 jobs. I'm applying for six jobs. And three of them I really want Three of them, I'm just doing it because i got to get a job. Hmm. So on the three you really want or you want more, that's where networking is very powerful. It's to call people and say, hey, do you know anybody at this place? Do you know anybody on the board? Do you know anybody? It doesn't matter, by the way, if they're in exactly in that department right. because you can get a perspective of what's going on at that division from these other players. Like what's happening there? Oh, you don't want to work there. That place is toxic right now. They're going. There's a buyout going on. Anybody that's hired there has gone in six months. Hmm. You're never, that's the kind of stuff you need to know right. and take that one off your list or go, that is the place. If you can get in there, that is the ladder to the next level. And then you say, wow, that confirms my thoughts about that. Now, who, who do you know there? So people think of networking as this pre-work, but when you're deep into the job search, networking is an extremely powerful tool.
0: You did mention how, you know, unfortunately, if you're in that situation, you hoped you did have a network built up that you had some strong ties elsewhere, where you're not in a complete scramble mode. But so let's talk about that a little bit just to to wrap things up and, and finish on this topic in terms of ways that you can keep that network strong and relevant. So, you know, it does give you a chance to advance in your career or, you know, have a new opportunity, or if you are in the position where you you are losing your job that you can quickly bounce back. What are some of those things that are really key for people? And again, you can go wherever you want with this. I had seen some things in terms of even things like scheduling meetings with people or interview type things or, or taking notes that kind of what, what's your main suggestions in terms of keeping everybody kind of connected with everyone else and uh, keeping those those networking ties very strong uh
1: i think a, a fantastic thing is you know we you have to really you know schedule your your priorities and 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 prioritize your schedule i think there are people in your network people that you really care about i mean these are you know People that if you just talk to them once in a while, you're you you feel good about yourself. Mm. You do have to schedule those because we are just too busy. The flow of life is way too fast, and you got to put that in your schedule. You want to do that every week? You want to do that every month? You want to do that every quarter? Put it on your calendar and call that person up, text them, email them, say, "Hey, let's get let's talk for a while. Let's have a cup of coffee." And I'm telling you, the, you, you can do that in a variety of ways. But once you if you put it out in front of you, it comes up. The time comes very fast, and you do it. The second thing is that, um, the notion that you have people out there that you meet and once you meet people, you go, that is an interesting person. I had a great conversation with that person. you got to follow up. Hmm. You got to follow up and say, Hey, let's continue this conversation because that it will evaporate. And then it's too late. And then you feel bad about it later and then you can't do it. And you feel like, ah, oh, too much time's gone by. The third thing is when somebody asks you to meet with them, Somebody says, hey, my friend's cousin, and this is somebody that's a very warm contact to you. My friend's cousin wants to talk to you about life, about your job, about your career. And you say, man, I don't got time. I'm trying to figure out my life. <laughs> no, you take that meeting. All right? You, you take that meeting because... Again, you have to articulate yourself to that person, which is where you're going to learn and you're going to screw up. They're going to ask you a lot of questions that you can't answer. Like, what are you going to do next? How did you know this is the right job for you? you know, They're going to ask you all the questions that you want to get answered. So then you have to answer them. All these connections, what happens is people start saying, no, i got to focus on my thing. You've got to engage. You've got to engage people. You've got to help other people. Even if you're not in a situation where you have a lot of resources, you still have to have that sense that you're helping other people. And when you do that, your network is strengthened. And with that, we will bring
0: uh, Mining Your P's and Q's to its conclusion today. I am sure that everyone listening has gained some indispensable networking nuggets to help enhance their careers in one way or another. Sharing his knowledge and opinion on this topic has been John Kabara, Executive VP and COO for the California Community Foundation. John, where can people learn more about both your work and the foundation as well?
1: But they can learn uh, about the foundation, they can uh, learn at CalFund, C-A-L-F-U-N-D.org. Um, I have been blogging for about five years on this topic of networking and mentoring, and I've posted about 300 articles, links, all my presentation stuff, everything's for free, at JohnCabara.com or SwivelTime.com. And it's a resource for people to answer these questions, because this, on one level, it's simple, it's easy. I just gotta go meet people. And on another level, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, you're exploring not only yourself, but your, the p- possibilities and your opportunities. So a lot of materials and interesting information that I put there to help people answer those questions.
0: All right, well, John, we definitely appreciate you helping us out on our show today as well. Tim, it's been a pleasure. Good luck. Thank you, you too. And thanks to all of you as well that are listening. Please keep coming back to continue the learning process on Minding Your P's and Q's, part of localjobnetwork.com radio. If you have any comments or suggestions for the show, email us at ljanradio at localjobnetwork.com. So, until we speak again, I'm your host, Tim Muma.